we need to come up with like a like a weekly or monthly or some sort of like feature for you, like some sort of thing. Uh, you <laughs> Dave's <can> rants. <laughs> you know what really grinds my gears? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> CapsCorner.com podcast, CapsCorner.com, your source for sports. I am Brad Franklin, publisher of CapsCorner.com, coming to you live from the place of Franklin States in the west end of Richmond, where it is Wednesday, May the 11th. Um, uh, there's like schedule stuff in the in the in the atmosphere, and I feel like whenever that happens, whenever there's like scheduling possibilities and actual things to talk about, I feel like there's like a Ferber and Dave bat signal that goes up. Um, that just calls you guys to to be on a podcast to discuss it. So I, I'm gonna let you cook. Um, we're gonna talk a lot, I think, tonight about uh, the potential changes to the ACC's football schedule. What that means for UVA. No, we're not just gonna read Ferber's story on it, um, but we are gonna discuss it uh, plentifully and uh, maybe even get into some NCAA stuff at the end. Before we get started, let's go around and introduce everybody. First, in Fisherville, uh, did we de- did we decide on a title for you yet? Or is this going to be like a running um, gag where we don't know what to call you? Well, I, I like the running gag because we're going to lose the Ferber where is he gag soon. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Well, uh, moderator extraordinaire, David Spence is on the show. How's it going, my friend? It's going well. I, I'm taking a break from answering all my friends about why Zahira Rainer hasn't been offered yet to uh, do the podcast, <laughs> but I'll be right back, guys. <laughs> Who Dave's on the board? At Who Dave's on Twitter. That's very good. Editor-in-Chief Justin Ferber from Loudon, at least for now, is on the show as well. How's it going, my dude? Yeah, I like how you just put that into the universe. Um, I, I, now, like, maybe maybe he gets offered now, like, during the podcast or, like, as soon as it hits the hits the apps tomorrow. I guess we'll have to see if Dave has that kind of power. Let's hope. Um, I don't know if that comes with your moderator privileges or what, but <laughs> the at, at, at Justin underscore Ferber on Twitter. Cavs Corner, also on Twitter. Cavs underscore Corner. Great place for the in-game updates, content items, and the occasional woody banter. Uh, yeah, you. Just, I think that the kids call that manifesting, you know? Uh, you basically just yeah. speak it into existence. Um, if that happens and Dave gets drunk with power and suddenly I'm no longer on the podcast, um, someone come try to find my remains. All right, let's talk about the schedule situation. Um, ACC meetings down in Florida. Um, I... I, I think this thing has been coming for, it feels like, forever. Um, not a surprise at all that they're looking to change the schedule. Um, my contribution to this will be to, to summarize it before I just let you guys uh, cook, as I, as I previously mentioned. So essentially what the ACC is looking to do is to go to some sort of non... Uh, basically, they want to blow up what they're doing uh, because the you no longer have to uh, have um, divisions and such championship game there's all kinds of changes and whatnot but the ACC is looking at potentially um and no no firm decisions have been made but a three three five sort of situation where you have three teams that you are sort of like three teams that are like in a pod right and you play those teams every year and then you have a group of you know the rest of everybody that you essentially kind of go through um every you know you basically periodically what it will mean essentially bottom line is that teams are going to play teams more often um to ferber's story and i and I, I don't plan to read the whole thing but i thought this was a really good point like yeah maybe maybe you got used to playing Pitt or georgia tech or whoever every year because they were in the coastal now you're going to see teams more often and you're going to see not just um you know not just the teams you're used to seeing but you're going to see everybody um let's start the conversation here. I feel like we have over the years come up with a lot of different plans at some, at any point, uh, independent of seeing it anywhere else. Did we come up with, had we discussed, uh, the plan that appears likely that you, that UVA, that the ACC will, will select here. Like at any point, can we claim, can we, can we claim any valor for this is the question? 
I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but this is definitely something that I've had on the radar and I've been like yeah. advocating for. Um, so originally when this idea first kind of came into existence, it was, um, you know, people kind of talked about pods, right? Where it was like a pod of three or a pod of four and it works the same way as this would. And, you know, like in, a, in one year, pod one might play pod four or whatever, in addition to the teams in their own pod or something. However, you make that work. This works much better. Um, and it's something that people started to kind of discuss recently because the idea that like they're going to divisionless football is possible. We saw it during the COVID year as well. So it's not like it hasn't been done. Um, but the idea of like, instead of doing pods, which forces some teams into pods that maybe like don't work for them, you can just have teams have their own individual three primary rivals and it's not tethered to other teams. Like instead of having a pod where it's UVA, Syracuse, Louisville, and Pitt, and then they have to play each other every year, you have UVA has three rivals, Louisville has three different rivals, um, and so on and so forth. So I think it, it definitely makes a lot of sense. Um, and we can, I guess, get into why I, I like it and all that good stuff. Dave, what do you think? I mean, Look at me. I think something's got to be done just for, I mean, I hadn't even thought about it and I know Teal mentioned it and, but Ferber texted me about it. Like, you know, Virginia hasn't been to Syracuse since they joined the ACC. That's kind of mind boggling. Miami um, and Wake Forest haven't played since 2013. That's crazy. So mm-hmm. that was the tweet I saw like that tech had played Maryland as an ACC game since Miami played Wake Forest. Like that is mind. Like that doesn't make any sense. Um, so something needed to be done just for the sake of I mean, just making it interesting, right? I mean, the Coastal, I'm sure we'll get into, like, why the divisions thing doesn't really matter that much. Um, but, look, at, you know, the Coastal is what it is. But I've gotten to the point, you know, however many years of doing this now, like, look, I'm not excited about Louisville. We, they were kind of an awkward partner who was forced upon us. And who knows, they might still end up being forced upon us uh, in, the, in this model. But, I mean, it, it just as an as the old head on the podcast, um, I miss kind of the <laughs> seeing everyone in the ACC. And I think this is a okay. Unique, wait, pause. Yeah. Did you just did yeah. you just try to pull rank on like I said the old head? I'm okay, just the oldest dude here. Okay, that's <laughs> that's not no, that's accurate. I'm just saying like I'm. I mean, look, I'm all about like the old ACC. Like I would be all about uh, uh, if they had done divisions where it was basically like the old ACC and like oh yes the newcomers. Yeah, I would have okay signed up that. for that in a heartbeat. I'd have been all about that. Like give me all of the like classic ACC teams and send the Big East um, schmoes over there and let them have their own half of the conference. Like I could uh, not that care was, less. That, yeah, that was definitely that an was something we discussed at some point. That was something <laughs> that we talked about too. Was um was not necessarily like getting, sorry, I just had to move the mic. Um, not necessarily getting rid of divisions altogether was redoing them, um, you know, because, and I think the conversation that we're having and the reason that we're having it in the first place, because it seems like it's going to happen now um, is because there is an issue. Like if, if everything was going fine, then, then they wouldn't even need to talk about it. But I think things are stale. I think the expansion of the league creates matchups that are weird and having those two teams in a division makes it so you have to play them every year and yeah, you get used to it, but um, you know, it's like, all right, so UVA is playing Pittsburgh every year. Like that's fine. I guess like just you get used to it, but like, why should UVA play Pitt every year and then play NC state, a team that they've been playing for what, 60 years or whatever, 70 years. Uh, only once every, you know, five, six years, and then only at home once every 12 years. It just doesn't make any sense. And those two teams are closer together, geogra- you know, geography-wise. Right. So, like, it just doesn't yeah, make any conceivably, sense. Right. I think the thing for me, let's start – actually, let's let's take a step back. Um, would you rather blow the, the divisions up and, and basically choose new teams, or would you rather kind of get rid of them? Because here's my, my thought process. I think a lot of the ACC's issues in football really come down to one thing, which is the teams that are supposed to be good are, like, never good, right? And that's a different problem than the schedule problem. Exactly. Like, that still exists. Exactly. You know? and, and getting rid of, you know, divisions and stuff, like, it will, it will allow you to have some more traditional rivalries and those kinds of games that will happen, 
more frequently. That's good for everybody, right? It's not going to replace Miami needs to be good. Florida State needs to be good, right? Like the teams that are supposed to be good are if they're not good, the games aren't interesting, right? And to your point, it's like, yeah, you're are you excited about Louisville? You're excited about Pitt, right? It, you know, playing NC State, going to Raleigh, not, you know, NC State coming to Charlottesville, that kind of stuff. Like, at least if the game, if the teams are not going to be good, at least have some sort of like tie-in. And you're and you're pairing, you know, like does anybody is a, if you're if you're a long-held Virginia fan, do you really care about Boston College? Nah, you don't. Especially because the problem with the old system, and I and I am going to open this up in a second. The problem with the old system was that yeah, you got to play a couple of the new schools, right? The new the new members, right? So Louisville came in, Virginia got paired with them. Today's point earlier, kind of awkwardly or whatever, but like you didn't get to play some of those teams in the Atlantic anyway. So like. Not only did those teams not feel like you you were in a conference with them, but now the teams that you're actually in the conference with don't feel like you're in a conference with them. And so what that ends up being is like uh, you're you're sort of like in this weird limbo where it, where the schedule each year is sort of you know your your division feels fine, but everything else just feels sort of weird. Um, I'm just curious, do we want to like in your in your perfect world, do you blow up the system or do you re, do you repick the teams? And then we can we can talk more about like what's where where the thing is going and that kind of and options. But I just I'm, I just think for discussion purposes, Dave, do you, would you rather blow mm-hmm. up the, the divisions and repick teams, or would you just rather blow up divisions and go back to one big conference? Look, I, there was a point I don't know it was pretty recent where. I like the division model just because I thought it gave UVA a chance to make the title game, right? But if you do some digging, you'll realize every, just about every uh, coastal champ would have been number two in the ACC that year if everyone, you know, look, there's going to be differences if you're not playing the way they were playing. But if you're a good team, you're going to, you're a good team. I don't think it matters if your division, which division you're playing in. There's always going to be schedule luck involved. That happens even on the NFL level, right? Um, that's just the problem part of the game. That's the what Atlantic, makes it interesting. If you're, if you're in the Atlantic and you're quote unquote good and Clemson's in your division, it doesn't really matter. Like, yeah, exactly. For the most part. Yeah. yeah. So those teams are actually like more screwed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, the problem with it kind of staying as, as it is, is, you know, competitive balance and, and ticket sales. Like, you know, it's one thing to, it gets hard to push the same awkward, you know, the matchups year after year, you know, new is exciting. Diff- you know, look, every time you play, and just think about the few, you know, the the weird crossover games Virginia gets. It, it's it, it's like I didn't love playing some of some of these, you know, uh, Wake Forest coming to town and, and kicking our tail, but it was nice to play someone that wasn't normally on the schedule. Um, and you know, I think it it just makes it more interesting. Look. If they if they just said hey the only way we're going to change it is if we just redo the divisions I'd be okay with it because I want something different but I don't think division the divisions are really necessary um, and you know if you want to argue that Virginia won't make the title game because of divisions I don't think that holds water because you know the year Virginia in 2019 Virginia was the second best ACC record overall. Um, the and you still don't year. play everyone every year. So, like, yeah. next, like, in 2024 or whatever, like, they might not play Clemson. And then, yeah, like, so, and yeah. then your schedule's not that hard, and you get to the title game anyway. Like, Yeah, and, and I'm sure as we get into our you know, crazy uh, proposals here momentarily, like, some of that stuff will come up. But, you know, the, the thing that interests Virginia fans is I believe the only Coastal team to win the Coastal who wouldn't have been second overall in the ACC was Virginia Tech. Um so yeah, see if we'd had it then, they wouldn't have made the title. Was there like so, a good Florida, Florida State playoff. team that year or something? I think NC State. Yeah, NC okay. State. Um, but yeah, I mean, it it doesn't make any sense to be in the same conference and not play a team for ten plus, you know, almost ten years. Like that just shouldn't happen. And the divisions, and like did, the SEC divisions, aren't catch the sport again. Um, and the SEC divisions. Oh, never mind. They waved it off. Um, <laughs> but the I, I told you guys I would say something. But they didn't count it, so never mind. Um, the problem with the divisions as they're designed is they're they're arbitrary. Like you don't even have like an SEC the East and West divisions kind of make sense. Like and they they you know there's been some discussion with them about potentially getting rid of their divisions. But in that league, I don't think it's a bad idea necessarily um, to get rid of divisions. But I also don't think that they have as big of a need for it because like 
the Atlantic and the coastal are just names and there's just like a random assortment of seven teams in them. Like, I don't know how they came up with them, um, but like Syracuse and Clemson being in the same division is like completely random. Right. And Pitt yeah. and Pitt and Miami being in the same division is completely random. Um, so I think, you know, like there's no reason to keep it as it is if you don't have to. Um, for your question, Brad, like whether we, I would want divisions or not, I mean, if you told me I got to pick UVA's division, then I'd be like, okay, maybe I could do that because I would pick a division that's attractive to fans and is not impossible. Um, but that's not how it works. <laughs> so, like, if you were like, oh, the league's just going to shake up the Atlantic and the Coastal, I feel like you'd have the same problem where it's like, okay, cool, instead of UVA playing um, – Pitt and Georgia Tech every year, they're going to play Wake Forest and Boston College. But, you know, like, how is that better? You know what I mean? Look, I don't know if the 355 is perfect, but it's pretty good. Um, honestly, it's so good to me. I think if the ACC does it, the SEC will follow suit not long thereafter. The Big Ten talked add- about the Big Ten as well, uh, switching theirs. So, yeah, because it's just exciting, you know, and it's one of the things we'll, we'll talk about. Like, Look, there, there's one, you know, you have your end season. Once the season's going, everything's great, right? Until your team sucks. <laughs> good, you know, until their team, team's eliminated, the season's great. But, you know, the thing the NFL does so well is, is year-round. And college football can add a component to that. Like, when having a different schedule, you know, whether it's <laughs> – whether <laughs> I don't know if it's time to open this can of worms, but whether it's, uh, you know, having – every few years redoing your five or, and making it more interesting. Like it's just content. And I think it's excitement you can bring to the league. Um, look, I know the downside, you can get stuck in a five that might include say, you know, you got Clemson, Florida state, Miami, cause someone's going to have a five like that. Cause it's yeah, just somebody, the way it's going to go. Somebody's going to get the short end and somebody, and I, I said this in the piece I wrote, even with the primary partners, and UVA fans need to reconcile themselves with this because it could be UVA or anybody else. Not everybody's going to be like, we got the three perfect teams, you know, like there are certainly going to be some teams that are like, this is way better than what we had before. And then there's going to be some random ones where it's like, okay, like if you're Virginia tech, for example, um, they're a good example because they actually had like some big East rivalries that, you know, like matter to them, whereas UVA doesn't really have that with those teams. So, like, for them, they probably are, like, give me UVA, Miami, and who would be another one? Maybe Georgia Tech or, or something, Louisville. Um, they're getting Boston College. But they could get Boston <laughs> College, who they play every year now, and it's like they're not – their fans won't like that. Or, like, maybe they'll get, you know, Pitt or something, and they're like, okay, whatever. Like, um, there's going to be some of that. And I'm sure, you know, you're going to have the North Carolina schools that are going to be like, we all want to play each other, but then there's going to be people that don't want that. It might not be good for the league to have that, you know? So like, uh, you know, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, yeah. But yeah, but, so yeah. I mean, like, it's not going to be perfect, but you still play everybody in a two year span um, and you get everybody at home once every four years. That's something that just doesn't exist right now. So yeah, you're not even yeah. really in a league, you know, with half the teams. And I, I think that's wonderful. I think it makes it easier to sell season tickets. And like I said, in, that, in my example, where you get like three really hard opponents in your five, the, the, you know, the opposite of that is your other five doesn't have those guys. So those years, you can really make a run. Um, so, I mean, I think it's just fun. And it, it just adds some excitement. Because like right now, like when we start talking about next year, when, when the season ends, the only real excitement is who's our crossover opponent, right? Like you know, oh, we got Clemson this year. That makes it harder for us. Oh, okay, pause. Well, we got, I gotta, we gotta so go on whoever. record. Dave just said that the only excitement about a schedule that he will undoubtedly every year record like this long podcast about. And no, I'm talking about the ACC do, portion of your. Schedule. I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. But it's not just. But it's okay. But I'm saying like it's not just your crossover. It's also like when you're who you're playing when and oh, no, you know, no, no. Yeah. all that fun stuff. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just, you're I'm right. Just, you're, I'm just busting your shops. Go that's ahead. fair. No, it's fair. Like, I mean, the only exciting part about your opponents are the one crossover. Opponent. Okay, that's fair. Um, that's fair. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I do think, like, it's not only does it think, do I think it makes the whole product better? You create more, you know, there's more memorable games. Um, I think it brings the league up because it makes the league, like, right now, the Coastal is like the laughing stock of power yeah. five football for the and most And that's a, that's a problem for the league that just can't be fixed. 
this yeah, point so, you with know. the divisions that you have. Well, this yeah, kind of so goes throw back it all to, together. This kind of goes back to the whole idea of like the good teams need to be good. You know what else has to happen? Like the bad teams need to not be so bad. Right. And I don't necessarily mean that in the sense like, hey, every bad team is terrible. I just mean that like there's a whole lot of mediocrity in the ACC. And look, I, I don't want to. Br- I mean, this might be a, a, a dated analogy or whatever, but like you can put as much lipstick as you want on that pig. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, if the teams aren't any good, it doesn't matter who's playing who. Right. And I, I think that's one of my one of my hesitations with this. My other is like this. The one thing about the division that I do like and that I do think, you know, under this new plan we're going to lose is like it's actually kind of fun to go for a division crown, right? Like to try to, you know, to do that. Now, granted, the Coastal is a, you know, a dumpster fire a lot of years, right? And, you you know, like competing to be the Coastal's representative in the ACC championship game is essentially like leading yourself to slaughter, right? But. It's still fun. It's fun to be the champion of something. It's fun to have a, a goal that you might actually be able to attain. Because let's be real. If we go to one huge conference, how many teams realistically can actually win the conference championship every year? Three? Four? I mean, right. I guess. We just had Pitt versus Wake in our conference. Right. So it's like, you know, on the one hand, you know, you – and I mean, and that's in, in large part because Clemson had a down year. Right. right. Like, realistically, like, the division piece of it, and if you were in the Olympic division, you were just kind of screwed because, you know, you had, you know, whoever, right? You had Clemson dominating and all this fun stuff. But, like, losing the Coastal will mean that, like, the opportunity to have, you know, some fun trying to, you know, you know, worried about your, I guess the, 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 the calculus here is that all of a sudden you go from, like, sort of being worried about the outcomes of some games to all of a sudden the outcomes of other games don't matter as much. And I don't know if that's more fun for fans. I don't know if that's, you know, in the big scheme of things, like, is it good for the ACC that one of its divisions is is a dumpster fire? No, it's terrible, right? But you're not going to fix the competition simply by making the crappy teams not play each other, right? Um, and it's not like yeah. the Atlantic has, you know, outside of maybe two teams has ever been any, you know, been any good, right? Like, realistically, over the years, it's largely been Clemson or Wake Forest from that division. Right, Florida State's had its moments, right? But realistically, not recently. <laughs> but they, exactly, they haven't happened anytime recently. They've gone through like three coaches and like no time. But my point is, is that like losing NC the division never made it to the title yeah, game. Exactly, like losing the division sounds like a great idea, and I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying that like it might not necessarily be the bountiful harvest that we that that it is described as, because it's also going to take away something that we all kind of like, which is, you know, it's kind of fun to be like, hey. You know, like Virginia's only like a game out of this, and like, hey, you you know, Virginia's going to be a, um, a a potential favorite in the coastal this year. Like, you take that off the board, and now a whole bunch of teams in the coastal are just going to be in the middle of a big old pack of ACC teams doing what? Watching somebody else play for some games that matter. You know, it it will it will change the the, the texture of the season. Now, one other thing yeah. I was thinking is while Dave was talking earlier, he mentioned the idea of like essentially like re you know scrambling them up every few years i'm a little bit leery of that just because like i feel like one of the downsides of expansion is that like the tradition of it all right um you know you not only that you you suddenly like if you you know the carolina schools couldn't play each other and all this fun stuff but like beyond that like you know you had these new teams and it never it, it has never really sat right right the Boston colleges and Syracuse's and Louisville's right. It just doesn't feel like the ACC in at least in football. I think in basketball that that's transcended it some because most of those teams have, you know, had moments at least where they've been pretty good. And that, that certainly does, you know, stand to help. It's also a more personality driven, right? Coaches, really good players, that kind of stuff. Um, the one downside to, to Dave's idea, you know, and I think it would kind of keep things interesting if they shuffled them up sometimes is like, like then you're just basically sort of, you're re you're restacking the deck and you lose that continuation of potential like rivalries. I do think there has to be some tradition in there. I think you have to whatever you settle on, I think they need to settle on something they feel like they can stick with for a good long time. Because I do think that you're gonna need to um you're gonna need to do the thing you didn't get to do when they ex when they expanded, which is like, you know, you had a few you had a few teams and then you had a few teams and then you had a few teams and all of a sudden like 
you never really had a like a um, a set way. And then it kind of felt like when you added teams, there was always this question of like, well, what's that going to mean, right? And as I mean, I guess on some level, as long as Notre Dame sits out there, that's going to stay the same too. But um, to my, to I, I just I like the idea of shuffling them up. I don't like the idea of what that means for any sort of tradition that can be built up. Um, you know, in terms of you know. Um, you know, just in terms of the um, the way fans sort of look at the games and that kind of thing. Well, now I have to tell you why you're wrong. Um, <laughs> That's <so>. always fun. <laughs> well, first of all, like the division component, and you said something about how, like, you know, when when, when the ACC expanded, how things didn't feel right. Because, but look, like, I think the reason the ACC didn't feel right, something that aggravated that was was the divisions right like so if you ask an nc state fan bc and syracuse feel more like part of the acc now to them than they do to us because we don't play them every day every year um you know the converse is opposite too like Pitt feels less of a part of the acc to those guys because they don't see them so it to me like my whole idea of scrambling which like some of it's made for tv um but like i mean my my proposal um and, and I think it's pretty simple. I like the three five five model. The three, I think, should stay where they are. And we, I mean, you can even argue maybe the third could change. But I think you know once you once you make everyone happy with their three as happy as you can, that's their three. Um, but you know the whole uh, whole concept of the five five is to group the rest of the ACC into groups so that you can play them every two years and then at home, you know, every you know home at least at home every four. So you rotate them and Ferber had a really good article on the, on the, on the message uh, on the website today, you know, how you could, whether that's you play five, you play the five one way one year and you play the same five the next year or you, or you mix them up. That's great. But that means every four years you're going to play every other school outside of your three. So my point was like home hey, after that four years. Yeah. Home and away. So my point was like, after that cycle's done, that's how it's going to work regardless. My, my proposal would be, Hey, after that four year period is done, that off season, you have a big event where, Hey, we're going to, we're going to randomly pull the five for each team, make their two pods. Right. And like, it, I mean, it's a little saucy made for TV, but it's fun. It's different. And then you're still, so instead of say, let's say Virginia's, you know, first five is whatever, um, Clemson, Miami, Florida state that I used earlier, uh, NC State and Wake for, uh, Wake Forest, or if they're not part of our thing, like that could be your five for four years, and the way you play them, and then you just switch it. You're going to still play the same number of teams over the four year period, so you're not going to get what you're worried about, Brad, with like erasing it. It just it reverses, it changes the order of and years you play them, so you might not have your the deck stacked against you. And I think most of the schools will get behind it because if you do get that hard pod if you will um you've got the hope that in it i think it could be exciting especially if they could figure out a way to do it where the world cup like and they're pulling teams out of a hat or or whatever if it's just stuff. completely random um because in i mean i don't think it should be stacked on quality of teams because that can change and that's your hope as a league is that teams rise and fall and Everyone's I mean, look at the divisions. Teams. Like, I know part of the reason they split the teams up the way they did is because they figured that it would be Clemson and Miami or FSU and Miami in the title. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, they it worked out to love it. Yeah. yeah. So, I, mean, I think it's just a little concept where, you know, every, every four years you just redo the five team pod. So everyone has a fresh schedule instead of just saying, oh, this is our year to play our three plus these five because that can get stale too. Um, and I don't think it affects like you, you, you know, the overall competitive balance that much. Um, and if it does, it's offset by the fact that it's just more interesting than yeah. being locked in the same division for 10 years. I really like the idea that you had and, and it wouldn't work. I don't think because it just wouldn't, but most of mine don't the wild card idea where it's like you have a team, like you have a game on your schedule that's determined by like where you finished in the standings. Um, the problem with that is you start messing up rotations and stuff when you do that. But yeah, that team could already be on your schedule. Right, whatever. exactly. Yeah. And then you run into problems. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
I, I think ultimately it's a good thing for, for the teams in the league. I mean, how many times have we heard over the years that the old ACC teams are tired of not playing each other and this fixes that. Ultimately, you're right, Brad. It doesn't fix like the, the ACC's quality issue. What it does fix is just like a, I think it helps your um, fan quality of life a little bit, like to have, you know, more different teams on the schedule, more familiar teams on the schedule for the old ACC teams. Um, I also think now, I mean, UVA is the quintessential like middle class team in football wise in the ACC. Um, but, you know, like I'd have to go back and look, but I think if, like, I might, Dave, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but, like, UVA played that game at Pitt this year, right? And that was, like, basically not for the Coastal, but close. Yeah. UVA, UVA yeah, could have won the Basically coastal. for the Coastal. If you did the everybody's in the same pool of teams thing, I'm pretty sure UVA would have been, like, in contention for the title game still in that game, no? Like... Yeah, I think so. I mean, they still had. I don't remember what Wake Pitt was Pitt. and all that, but like, if they if they had won those two games against Pitt and Virginia Tech, they would have went to the title game. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So like, even yeah. without divisions, you still are like, hey, we got an outside shot at the number two seed, and to get into the title game, like, I mean, yeah, it's not necessarily easier, but let's be, let's just call a spade a spade. Like, it, you know, you can try to win a watered down coastal and like get to the title game, but I said this on this podcast when it happened. That doesn't matter like for recruiting and stuff. Like we talked about like, will this coastal title give them juice? Like nobody cares about a coastal title because everybody thinks the coastal sucks. So like it doesn't, True. and it, cause it's like, okay, cool. What'd you do with it? You went and lost 62 to 17 in the title game. Like, because everybody thinks the coastal already sucks. So. And me as a fan, like I assumed when, when I went to do this little quick exercise today that, Hey, the Atlantic probably has two or three teams with better yeah. records than the coastal. And they didn't. It's just so if, if the if the narrative is oh you're the second best team in the ACC this year that's better than you're the best coastal team because the outsider would everybody say, ESPN's gonna have to get rid of all those like graphics that they have like the wheel of the coastal and all that stuff yeah the question think, becomes too is like how good this is depends on like what teams UVA gets for their primary rivals and things I right. think maybe that's where yeah. we should take this conversation yeah, um, yeah. but yeah but yeah. I do think I mean the one last thing on the whole the whole group you know having having a rotation where you know there's no divisions look i'll be honest if i'm like got something i could be doing and there's virginia's not playing and it's like wake nc state unless one of those teams is really good i'm probably not watching that game mm -hmm. but because it doesn't really affect virginia but like you um, might watch pit miami no yeah exactly <clears throat> i'm 100 percent more likely to watch a coastal game than i am an atlantic game um you know but like, now every game it, it will be interesting them. Now every game matters, so it, it does. I do. But man, you're not going to see millions more people watching, but I just think it it brings some. Like you know, when was the last time we discussed an Atlantic game on the, on the podcast? You know, unless we played that team the week after. Um, so I mean, I do think it it look. It's just different. I don't think it hurts the league. There might be a season here and there where Virginia might have you know Virginia or another coastal team might have snuck into the championship game because. Of the way it was unfair set up, unfair schedules. But, yeah, because unfair schedules will still continue to happen. Yeah, or unbalanced schedules. Yeah. but it happens in basketball too, and we we survive. Like, yeah. true. All right, let's talk about the pod itself. I think earlier, did I say three three five earlier? I think I did. I think I described it like it was a defense. You did. Sorry about that. Yeah, right. we don't talk about the three three five. <laughs> like the only thing we don't talk about is is uh, is your <laughs> is your boy Sam Howell not going to Florida State? Okay, mm -hmm. um, so that dude also has only eaten chicken his whole life, which is even weirder. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. What he doesn't eat red meat. I was gonna make a joke about that, but good lord, that's my intro, but. I don't know if you've seen it. Wait yeah, he, evidently yeah. he's never is tasted real, any is, meat except chicken his entire life. I'm so, I'm sorry, what? He goes to steakhouses and orders. Well, he eats, he eats bar he eats pork barbecue and stuff. Oh, but he doesn't. Nice he, yeah, he's never he had steak eat, or seafood. He doesn't eat red meat or seafood. He doesn't eat seafood. He was he was in school in Florida and he never ate any seafood. <laughs> yeah, well, Tallahassee's not very close. Meanwhile, to meanwhile, no wonder he didn't go. You guys didn't get the joke. Um, yeah. I got it. Oh, I got, got it. it. <laughs> okay, good. All right. So, all right. Let's. Can we? Can we? Because uh, I will. I will go down that rabbit hole way too deep. Okay. Um, so the pod. I think we all assume. Well, it's not a pod. 
Okay. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, people are going to get confused. Okay. Sorry. Let me, what 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 phraseology should uh, I permanent use? rivals? Yeah, permanent rivals, primary partners. Okay. Like can I wait? Can I back up? Why would people get confused about pod? Why is it, because is the pod implies that UVA, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, and whoever else they're like, let's say those are the rivals would all play each other, and that's not the case. Oh, that's fair. Okay. Okay. That okay. I see that now. It's not like a regional. In, I got in you. The baseball right. Yeah, it's UVA's pod, but it's not everybody else's pod. Gotcha, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Okay. Well, I, let's pretend I never said the word pod, even though this is a podcast. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the permanent rivals or the permanent uh, opponents, or however you want to phrase that. Uh, Virginia Tech's a lock. I, I think that's the uh, Virginia Tech and Carolina. I think are both locks. They're not gonna. They're not gonna blow up the South's oldest rivalry. Um, so, I don't totally agree with that, but we'll see. Well, the problem, I guess, with Carolina is that you have Duke and NC State. They have other options. That both want to play them. The po- the point, though, is that you get three of them, right? So Duke, yeah, and that's where some schools, I guarantee you there were schools, probably schools like Carolina in particular, that were like, we want three because, like, two doesn't work. Because two doesn't work, yeah. No, yeah. three makes sense. And that's and UVA gets Carolina, and then that's why UVA gets stuck with, like, Louisville um, or Wake Yeah, UVA's third team is going to be, like – Random. random and it really yeah. depends and i was talking about this in the piece a little bit a lot it, you know you can look at it a lot of different ways we're not in these meetings like we don't know what they're emphasizing with the partnerships if they emphasize fairness that's one thing if they emphasize like close you know proximity or like historical matchups that's a different sort of conversation right so um well i think well let's 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 try to unpack this because i feel like on some level in order to really have the conversation, you sort of need like a couple cork boards and some yarn to really, you know what I mean? Cause yeah. like it's it, it, none of these things can happen in a vacuum because you take, you take, you know, you take some team, put them on UVA's board. Suddenly they, that's less options for them to be available everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing I would stress here is like the last thing I want any of these people doing is trying to decide who's going to be good because they did that once and the divisions were trash, right? They did yeah, I think once. the fairness idea doesn't really play. Yeah, out you that just, well. I think you got to do it on some sort, something else, whether it's geography, whether it's tradition, whatever you might, whatever you choose. But we, I think they might consider it when it's like, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like yeah, it yeah. might be considered where like, uh, like let's say you're Georgia Tech and you already have Clemson, and then maybe you already have like another team that's kind of good. It's like maybe they don't give you also Florida State. You know what I mean? Like they might be like, okay, well. You know, maybe we give them Duke or something, you know, instead um, and make it a little bit more balanced. But, yeah, I don't think you can make that your primary option. Yeah. All right. What What do you think? What do you what's the ideal? Dave, let's start with you. Your ideal not pod for UVA. Your ideal right. permanent not, okay. opponents. Like like we're three people. We're not going like to Yeah. What, what I, mean, I think it's best to have this argument. I mean, Ferber's got the maybe it's not UNC thing. I think it'll be UNC and VT. Um, I do think that, though. I just think people need to recognize that it's not a lock. Look, I can see the argument for why it's not, so uh, I won't jump on you when it is. But yeah, Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll explain why I think that. I I mean, I think I think Tech's a given. But anyway, my third and look, I I think the if I were in charge, like you know, the TV's partners have to have a say in this. Like you want ESPN to say, hey, these are the matchups we want to see every year to maximize what we can give you. Because evidently there is some language in the contract where they might be able to renegotiate based on this, um, just based on some of the stuff that was hearing today. So if that's the case and ESPN saying, hey, we're willing to give you some more money if you guarantee that Clemson and Miami play every year, then make that a pod permanent rival and be done with it. But so let's say the league tells each team, these are the two that ESPN says we need that would yeah. drive your revenue best. So the league gets to pick the first two. I think it would be cool if if the ADs of each school got to kind of give the, the ACC some feedback on who they like as the third. I, 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 um, bet, you that, I bet you that's happened or will happen. I mean, I, I, mean, I hope it does ADs, because, yeah. because I think it surprised you like what schools – everyone would assume like you and you know, the Carolina schools all want to play each other, but – um, maybe, maybe they don't. They don't. Yeah. And also like <laughs> um, maybe maybe like a school like Georgia Tech who's like a rival of Clemson is like, hey, we're good. <laughs> like, and like, and know, I brought we, this you up don't have earlier. to schedule that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I brought this up earlier to you thinking, you know, when you brought up the UNC piece, I was like, well, maybe they want to, you know, I, I, the argument you'll get to is they, they won't wake Duke and NC State. Um, 
but if, because it, the reason I thought that argument made sense is because Wake and Carolina scheduled out of conference games to play each other, but they did that because they didn't play in forever, not because they're playing every two years. So maybe that's enough to pacify right, that yeah, like, maybe tertiary that, rivalry. Maybe that um, fixes that issue. Yeah. Now that and I'm talking issues. on the question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought all day about, like, you know, I thought all, all morning about who my ideal third would be. But, I mean, I've settled on Georgia Tech just because, for me, like, there's been some amazing games between the two schools. That's such a huge alumni base for Virginia. Um, and a great recruiting base for Virginia and vice versa. Like, Georgia Tech wants to be – I'm sure Georgia Tech would be perfectly happy to play UVA just so they can – have a presence in Virginia. Um, so like that would be my ideal third. Um, I mean, honestly, if I had to pick my least favorite third, it would be Louisville. Yeah. I mean, I'd yeah. rather take BC or Syracuse just because we haven't seen them. Yeah. But I, I'm just I, done I, with honestly, Louisville. I, I don't feel that, like they have anything in common. I feel like that might actually be part of the calculus a little bit that when they, you know, that essentially like they'll give you, they'll try their best to give you a couple of teams, you know, that you're sort of, you know, that feel right. And then that third spot, they do what they got to do with it. And in some cases, I think it's going to be like, hey, and this is your new person that you haven't seen, um, you know, maybe cross divisional people, you know, teams that you didn't see from the other division for for many years. Here's my thought process, right? I'm I mean, the, the, the first two are obvious, but the third I, I've been going back and forth between Georgia Tech, Wake Forest and NC State. Um, I think that a traditional ACC team is is good for UVA. Those three in particular, I think, make sense. You know, there's a Georgia Tech and, and Wake Forest. You've got the academic piece and, and whatnot. What about Duke? Uh, see, here's my problem with Duke. The problem with Duke is I feel like they're not going to have an, another option, right? Um, yeah. In And realistically, like, NC State's kind of a, a reach because I don't think you can have – I don't think Duke – I don't think Two UVA's tribal partners, teams. It, well, yeah. it's like I don't think you can have – you can have UVA have Carolina and NC State or U, Carolina and Duke. And then Carolina also has UVA and Duke, and you know what I mean. Like, they yeah, it's not gonna. That math isn't gonna add up. Exactly. Yeah. Like you're gonna you're gonna leave some some teams that don't have you know and uh, that don't have somebody to dance with. And so I felt like I I say NC State mainly because that's a that's that traditional ACC part of me. Uh, I I don't. It's not that I don't. It's not that I um, necessarily don't think the same way about Duke. I do. Um, it's more about like again to 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 the point just a minute ago, right? Like you haven't seen NC State a lot, right? And if we want to ignite some traditional vibes. I think bringing in a team you haven't seen that you do have some history with is a good move. But I think Wake Forest is probably the one that makes the most sense because who's going to be on Wake's radar, right? Like who are who is Wake's rival, right? They're probably especially if they don't tether all the Carolina teams. Exactly, together. and they can't because there's four of them, right? And yeah, they could. They Everybody could, plays the other. Let me three. rephrase. You could yeah. tether them, but then that creates some problems for you elsewhere, right? Because there's four of them. That's my point. It's, I understand the math works, but I'm saying that like when you start looking at the other options, you you put one team on. You know what I'm saying? Like then that starts yeah. to dwindle things a little bit, and they just and they might not want to create like a quote unquote pod, which right, this would exactly. do. Would that would absolutely feel like a pod if you took all the Carolina schools and put them together? But Wake yeah. makes sense because you know it's a traditional ACC school. There's a distance piece. There's an academic piece. There's a lot of like you know, history there between the two schools over the years and such and such. And I don't think Wake has, you know, a lot of more, you know, other than the like old school ACC teams, right? I mean, again, who is Wake's biggest rival? Like what's their big rivalry game? Um, yeah, I guess it would be Duke. The fact that you had to guess, right, yeah. is probably a pretty bad sign for them. And, and then, like, Clemson is sort of like a team that, like, but they're in the same division. So it's hard for me to say they're rivals because exactly. they were yeah. going to play every year anyway. But, I like, think Wake is probably close. more than happy to give that one up. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They're like, we're good. We'll go to Boston College. <laughs> like, what do you think, Ferber? Uh, yeah, I kind of land where Dave did. I think um, I didn't really consider the Wake option at first, but it makes sense. And I think part of the reason I didn't consider the option is because we're so used to not, not ever playing them. So I didn't really think about them. Um, I think Virginia Tech is obviously a lock. There's no way that wouldn't be one. Um, North Carolina, I would say like 75% chance, um, maybe better. It really depends, I think, on like what the league prioritizes and what the teams ask for because, yes, UVA is going to ask for Carolina like because who else would they choose second? Like, I don't know who else they would pick. 
But are we sure that like Carolina is going to put UVA like on their list? I mean, they might be like, if we have to pick a non-Carolina school, you know, sure. But I don't know if that's their preference or not. I just it depends think on that, who's making the list. Exactly. And I think it really depends too on like what you're looking at criteria, different things like that. But I just, this is just how I feel. I know people aren't going to agree with me and there's probably like a historical element that I just can't understand, but like, I don't think that that is a real like quote unquote rivalry in the way that people around the sport think about it anymore. Like, yes, they play every year. Um, but like, does any, do people, like if I called up somebody that like is like a diehard, I don't know, Wisconsin fan, would they even know that that's a thing? Like, I don't even know. Like do people Today. even know about this. Yeah, it's just a yeah. random game that gets thrown <laughs> into the calendar and they're like South Florida's rivalry. And they show the graphic when it's on, you know, random network that nobody watches. Like, I don't <laughs> think that it really moves the needle. I mean, it's a historical thing and they might want to just keep that streak going. Um, and I think it makes sense as a partnership, but I could see a world where Carolina doesn't really want it. And UVA is like, whatever. And then they just kind of like, they say, well, they'll play every other year anyway. Like who cares? Um, I just, I don't think about it in the same way that like, um, I'll put it this I way. Do. If the throwback pass <laughs> happened against Carolina, the reaction would not have been the same. No, that's a hundred percent true. And like, like me, I posted on the board, I was going to come at you about this take. Um, like the, uh, uh, we've had this debate before on previous podcasts. Like, yeah, as you know, to me, Carolina was the school you kind of, I mean, I'm old now, like, I'm pushing 50. Um, not there yet. <laughs> I can smell it. The, uh, you know, growing up, Carolina was the school you wanted to be because they were so dominant. The the Duke thing didn't really happen until the late 80s, early 90s, which for most of you, you know, I, I would guess, I don't know what the average age of the listener is, but, um, I mean, you're as likely to be born after that point as you were to yeah. be born. Before. When I worked, when I worked for UVA, my boss was an NC State grad, and he like couldn't believe that people my age like didn't like Duke. Because he was like, oh, "They're yeah. the good guys." Like, <laughs> and I was like, "Uh, no." Like, what? <laughs> but he was much older, so like he had a different context. Yeah, I mean, so to me, like the Carolina Duke rivalry and the Virginia Virginia Tech rivalry are about the same age. So it's just it's just kind of depends on how much how much runway you had prior to that. Um, like I still love beating Carolina, um, still want to beat them badly, but I don't like, I prefer Carolina to beat Duke when they play basketball than the other way around. And I'm okay if Carolina beats Virginia tech in football. So I get what you're saying, but to me, like to, to the people, to the, uh, to Packer and Durham, it's probably UVA UNC. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think, I think to people of a certain age, it's like a thing, but like, for me, it's like, I mean, I knew about those South Soldiers rivalry. Like, I know that that's a thing. Like, even when I was a kid, I knew it was a thing. But, like, I don't do, – do, like, okay, so do people I, – I, my first criteria was, like, do people outside of the two teams care? Like, I don't think so. Do the players care? Because I don't think Carolina's like, it's UVA week. And I don't think it works that way for UVA either. Like, no, I, think I think they kind of just treat it like yeah. another game. I think the players. Yeah, I mean, part I think it, it does. I think the. I mean, I think part, part of, of beating Carolina is, but not like the brand beating the brand of yeah. Carolina, but like that's no, that's just that. random. Like, and listen, I think the I think if folks if folks want to hang their hat on what the players feel like, the reality mm -hmm. is is that teenagers nobody's a rival. Don't, <laughs> yeah. They don't pay attention to these things yeah. the way that they used to, in the eighties and nineties and, and before and such, there just were not enough options in terms of compare what teenagers today have in the ways of entertainment have in the ways of noise and such like, whereas maybe people who, who, who came along in other eras, like, yeah, maybe they were very aware of these other schools. I've always said this, like if you cover recruiting long enough, you realize that recruits don't watch a lot of like that sport. They're like, you know, if they're playing on Friday nights, their Saturdays are spent with their girlfriends. They're going to like their friends' houses and they're doing other stuff. They're not, mm -hmm. unless they're on visits, they're probably not sitting around and watching football. Like they just don't think about it the way fans do. So realistically, like a lot of these things, they are for the fans. And any it, it, the the whole idea of like what the players think, like yeah, you might have some in-state guys who understand the, a bitter rivalry, you know, between two in-state schools and all that fun stuff. But realistically, beyond that, none of it matters. Like, yeah, but even deal. like the schools don't make that big of a deal of it. Yeah, that's like fair. that's that's, fair. that's kind of my point. Is like UVA doesn't like have like a beat 
UNC rock. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and it's not even close to that level for them because UVA is like their third or fourth rival. Like, um, I mean, I think, I mean, I think there's probably a little more than that just because of, of like, you know, a, a lot of older people are making decisions and they, and they matter. A lot of older people write big checks and they matter. So you gotta, and you it gotta keeps the UVA them. fans a little happier. I think yeah. to have Carolina. I mean, like, I'm not saying like make UVA's rival Syracuse, but I wouldn't be like, if they, if they released them tomorrow and when UVA and Carolina wasn't like t- paired up, I think a lot of UVA people would be like, you know, catatonic about that. And I was, I don't they, think that, I don't think that that like quote unquote rivalry is like meaningful to anybody outside of those two fan bases, which might be a good enough reason to keep it. But even for Carolina, I don't even know how much it really means to them. Like, but here's it's, the it's thing, a streak. Like, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. And it's a streak and they got, you know, it, 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 whatever. Like to me, there's still a big rival, right? But I think the argument I would have for it's going definitely going to be Carolina is I don't like we just had this argument at UVA and UNC, you know, UVA and UNC big rival. Are UNC and Wake Forest a big rival? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, well, that's, like, that's what that's what and makes me are, think maybe like, maybe they won't even ask for that. Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, but I can see those schools being like, let's all play each other. Like, you know, but do you think the ESPN really gives a crap? to have every Carolina school play each other and they're not no. trying to well, draw. I think that also that in that, in, Raleigh, that right? therein lies the problem here and that's the friction yeah. point, right? Because what is good for TV is not necessarily good for fans, right? And I know that that sounds counterintuitive, but the fans I'm speaking of are specifically ACC fans, right? What's good for the TV market, what's good for fans across the country or blah 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 is not necessarily what's good for ACC fans, right? If that was the if if you only took into account the conference and stuff, like a lot of decisions would be different, you know? Yeah. Um and so I feel like, you know, your point about NC or sorry, Carolina and Wake Forest, like that's really well taken. Like are they? But can you really make that argument now after years and years of them being on opposite sides? Matter of fact, they were the teams that tried to play each other outside of the conference simply because yeah. they wanted to play each other. So I think if yeah, ever but, there was but an that's example, because they didn't play for like 10 years. You know, I would, also be, didn't play every I would also be interested to know if UVA and Carolina are on this, in the same division because of that rivalry. I'm almost you positive I mean? they are. I'm because if that's a reason, then that gives it more credence that people actually like know recognize it. But like, yeah, and I think yeah, I, I just, think that's one of those things that the league will. I just know, think like, people get like the pageantry and history is such a huge part of college football. But like I feel like things change, so like I wouldn't be. I don't want to not play them. I'm just saying like I think people need to kind of understand where that rivalry fits into the grand scheme of things. Yeah, look, and I, mean, I, I get your, I get your argument too. Like, but here's my issue. Also, like UVA, fans. Florida State, they try to make that like a trophy game. That's not a rhyme. Like, I would not yeah. even call that close to what UVA and Carolina is. So, I mean, like, it, it, what, I mean, everyone wanted to be a rival with Florida State when they first came right. to ACC because they were <laughs> yeah. the big dog. You wanted them to be like you're the, you know, if you're the rivals because they respected you. Anyway, yeah. um, but you know, I forgot what I was going to say now. Dang it. Go ahead, Brad. I'll, I'll come back around to you. <laughs> know what I was going to yeah, say. But yeah, uh, long story short is like, I do think that UVA and Carolina will be rivals. I just think it's possible that they aren't. Like, yeah, it's in I play. Agree. That's, and, I, and I think that's a very fair way to, to phrase it and frame it. I think also, too, at the same time, that if we, if we, if we if we're 50 some minutes in, so we're not going to, we're not going to do this. But if we wanted to sit around and talk about like, okay, you know, every school sort of feels like there's one school that makes the most sense to stick with them, right? Mm-hmm. How many of those schools can you get to two, right? Some of those big That's East teams. That's exactly what it is. You're you know, exactly some right. of those, yeah. some of those big East teams you, you might be reaching for, right? You and some might have four, like Carolina might have four. Yeah, you know? right. Like, because you could also look, you could, I'm not saying that I'm going to make this argument, but like if you're Virginia Tech, right? Who are you, who are your three? Virginia, and who else? Boston College. And right. see, this is where it, this is where it gets into like if you Miami. ask their fans, them in Miami Syracuse. is a thing, but is it a thing to other people? Exactly. Like, I don't know. Is it a thing to is it a thing to the schools themselves? There is a. It certain, should be a thing to ACC. But. Yeah. No. I, agree. I think they should. I think I wouldn't be like opposed to them keeping that, but I also think like um, you're right, Brad. I think, and this is what I said. I think I might have wrote this in the piece. What they need to do is they need to not just pick three teams. They need to like start with like these games are protected and are ironclad, and then you make your choices elsewhere. Yeah. And that's the question for UVA Carolina: Is it an ironclad like it will not be revoked game, or is it a it's a rivalry? If we can keep it cool, if we can't, we will get rid of it. You know, because like UVA Tech is in that first category. Tech Miami is not. 
or if like Florida State Miami is, Florida State, I don't know, Georgia Tech is definitely not, you know. I just don't want Carolina beat – like here's here's the problem with them not being a rebel as a fan. Um, and, and you guys can weigh in on this now as fans. The uh, Like if we Brad. lose to Carolina like we did last year, <laughs> I don't have to wait two years to revenge it. I don't want them That's walking true. around with their chests puffed up. So that a lot of – some of it, some of my desire to have them locked in is that. But also like, you know, to me, they're, they're clear number two for UVA. Um, and I, my guess is they're no further – we're no further than three for them. Yeah, and we and might be ahead of NC State because they don't want to tell let NC State know they're number two. You know? <laughs> well, you also yeah, run the, into the, the you also run all, right? Yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll be like, actually, UVA is our first choice. <laughs> um, but like, uh, I think that too is a part of it. Is like when you look at if you look at the competitive balance of it, if you're if you're like, you can't just give Carolina like the three teams they want and then go from there. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people who think that that's how they make their choices. Um, but like, you know, UVA, you can't be like, all right, Carolina, you get to pick the three in-state schools and then UVA plays Tech, Tech Louisville and BC. Like yeah, people would right. be like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And I think also like you have to think about, I think it's easy for people in our position. I've, I've certainly been guilty of this myself. Um, it's easy to be like, take those Northern schools and just put them on the moon and then let them play each other. Like put them on the moon. Yeah. Well, like Boston college, Pitt and Syracuse, just pair them all up. They can just play each other, but it's like, they also have to like play some games in like, you know, South of the Mason Dixon line. Um, and, or else, you know, what, what's the point? Like, and also it wouldn't be a fair quote unquote fair group of three. Um, you know, if you put those three schools together and then like, I think Dave's point is probably my favorite thing about this is just make Louisville not UVA's rival because it's just like, <laughs> yeah. it's so forced. And honestly, I would feel the same way if it was Boston College or Syracuse. It's just, you know, like you would just get stale with that game. And Tech fans feel the same way about Boston College. They're like, why are we playing them every year? It doesn't make any sense. Um, so, I mean, like, and, and the only reason that those primary games exist is to protect some rivalries like Florida State, Miami, and there might be like one or Georgia Tech, Clemson and their NC State, North Carolina. So there's a few like actually, you know, protected games. I think, look, let's, I don't, I don't necessarily want us to try to like actually, you know, take this yarn and, and put it on the board across the room. But like I just jotted down the names of all the schools and like really quickly was trying to go through and feel like, okay, who are the schools that make the most sense for each school? And just to see how, how many of them I would need to like stop and think on. And it you see, some might not even have any. Like, you know. <laughs> the traditional ACC schools I feel like are really easy, right? Yeah. And, cool. and and honestly, like the big E stuff, like if you're not if you're gonna give Virginia Tech UVA and you can also give them Miami, which I think they would probably want, right? And the other problem is who's Miami's rival other than Florida State? Right, like that's, that's yeah, that's a total crash. And and then also, who's Clemson's rival? Right, you would almost want to say Florida State, right? But yeah, that's, their that's, rival plays in another league, so like, exactly. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. it's like so so the reality is is that if you if you start to try this as an exercise, you realize really quickly that like there are some schools that make a lot of sense, and then a lot of these schools they probably don't care, right? And if they don't care that actually makes it a lot easier because if everybody comes to the table and has, you know, two hard, you know, it's like spades, right? I got two, 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 two books and a possible, right? Like if everybody comes to the table and is like, I got these two and this maybe, right? Like then every, it's going to be really tough. Right. But in, in, in terms of like the big picture, like Carolina can have UVA Duke and, and state, right. UVA, you can give them, uh, Tech, Carolina, and Wake Forest, right? You can give Wake Forest, Duke, and and when you start to do some of this, you're going to get some traditional ACC rivalries, and you're just going to get some randoms, right? Mm-hmm. Because the reality is, like, who is who is Wake Forest rival? We, you know, like other than than Carolina, who who is who is NC State's rival, right? You can actually, and this is going to sound strange, you can build off of the divisions that you've played for some of the teams that don't have just natural sort of traditional teams that just feel normal to them, right? So, yeah, you can give BC, Pitt, and Cuse themselves, right? There's no problem with that because there's nobody clamoring to get in those pods that aren't pods, yeah, right? Like, it makes a lot of sense when you start – if you start to really do the exercise, it actually makes sense that, like, oh, this thing we were worried about is actually probably not as big an issue because some of these teams simply just do not have these traditional like setups 
Um, and, and, you know, to, to I think it was Ferber who said just a second ago, like Florida State's main rival is not in the ACC. Georgia Tech's main rival is not in the ACC, right? Um, you know, you have yeah, a couple of them yet. that make sense. <laughs> well, that's true. Um, you have a couple of them that make sense. And it, when you go the, when you do the exercise, it's not that hard. You know, there might be a couple of weird ones, right? Like Louisville and Georgia Tech might end up get paired up, you know. But by and large, I think what you're going to see is that you can probably make this work and everybody sort of has like a pretty much like, a, okay, that makes sense for us sort of mentality to it. You know, Carolina yeah. might be the one school that gets the most because they have schools that are just sort of like everybody seems to be like clamoring to like, you know, want to take them to the dance. Right. Because you've got UVA, you've got Duke, you've got NC State, you've got potentially Wake Forest. I bet you there's a lot of tech fans that would like to have them in their group. Right. Um, yeah. Because of the connection to localities and all that fun stuff, too. Right. So they're going to be teams like that that have a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, competition for the dance card. And then you have something they're going to be like, hey, is anybody, you know, want to hang out afterwards? Like, it's just that's just the way it's going to roll, I think. Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, just just this whole exercise, like it not being clear who three is for everyone. I mean, here's the thing. If you're if you're going to do go this model, um, look, the chances are expansion will hit or, you know, <laughs> retraction will hit for the ACC in the next half a decade. Um everything that's going on, but like, let's say it doesn't, there, there's no reason you can't change the third rival. I think everyone would be pretty clear who the third is for most yeah, teams. That's fair. There's no reason that can't change every four years. When, if you adopt my model and change the, the way the fives are grouped every four years. And that's what you do. You, make you, protect, you protect certain games and you say like, Hey, these games will all actually be on the schedule. Like, yeah. And then, and do the ones that like nobody would argue with. Like nobody's going to be like Florida state and Miami shouldn't be playing. Like what the hell? Um, so like, keep those on there, make it easy for yourself and then say like, all right, everything else is sort of up for debate. And if we decide after four years that we want to switch it up because teams, you know, when we first created this, we're like not really pumped about their third team or whatever, like, you know, we'll, we'll look at that. And, and there's no reason not to consider that, you know, if you do it as like a four year model, which it is. Um, and yeah, I think like, there's going to be a lot of teams where it's like the third rival is like, what, like, um, like, for example, like, somebody's going to get Louisville. Like, does Louisville have, like, any, like, quote-unquote rivals in the league? Like, I mean, three teams have to get them. So, like, I mean, you can throw them with, like, some of the Big East teams, but, like, maybe Tech and Louisville makes more sense, like, geography-wise, culture-wise, than UVA Louisville does. Maybe yeah, they try that out, you know? So, like, I don't know. You know, like, different things are possible. Um, I mean, like, they did it in basketball, too. Like, they had to put, like, two primary rivals with each team. Some I think Louisville and NC State make a lot of sense, but that's yeah, just me. yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, maybe they try something else like that, um, you know. And like people, somebody's going to go to Boston College um, and stuff like that. So I mean, yeah, it'll, it'll be fine. But you still like you're still not going to have that complaint of like we never play so and so because that's going to go away. Like you're going to play everybody once every two years. It might not be two years in a row, but right. once every two of the four, right? Um, and then you're going to get everybody at home. All right, every check four this years. Out. I just did it. I just basically did the whole thing. <laughs> I did Let's it in like it. no time. All right. So I give BC, Pitt, and Q's themselves, right? Uh, I give BC, then BC's other team is Clemson. I give I give Syracuse, its other team is Duke. I give Pitt, its other team is Tech. Tech, I give UVA, Miami, and Pitt. Virginia, I give Tech, Carolina, Wake Forest. Carolina, I give uh, UVA, Duke, and State. Duke, I give Carolina, Wake Forest, and Syracuse. Uh, Wake Forest, I give UVA, Duke, and State. State, I give Carolina, Wake Forest, and Louisville. Florida State, I give Miami, Louisville, and Clemson. Miami, I give Florida State, Virginia Tech, and Georgia Tech. Uh, Clemson, I give Florida State, Georgia Tech, and BC. Louisville, I give State, Florida State, Georgia Tech, and then Georgia Tech, I give Louisville, Miami, and Clemson. Boom. Done. I'd have to like look at it on paper. <laughs> yeah, so, like, you were like, I, what I could just go back to our text thread like, when we did like 10 different ones. You know, um, like, yeah. I mean, it's fun. And I mean, I, I, mean, I think the thing, I, I don't know how to word this because it's kind of not, but, um, or I don't know where my brain is, but anyway, the, uh, look, if you're going to have some unnatural football robberies out of this, um, like, let's say, like, I think you mentioned Syracuse and Duke together, right? Yes, I did that. Um, maybe they don't like it as a football robbery. Maybe you can sweeten this up by saying, Hey, you're also going to be guaranteed to play home and homes every year in basketball. Like 
you know, yeah, we're going to take this idea. model and push it into basketball. And it so is one sort year, of in basketball already because, like, UVA is primary rivals with yeah. Louisville at Tech. Everybody has two primary rivals. So, like, you yeah. can just redo them. Yeah, so just tied together so it makes more sense, and then it builds more. Like, maybe it's not a supernatural rivalry to have, say, Virginia, you know, I'm trying to think, BC, and I can't remember who you pair with BC there. I yeah, you had, like, BC and Clemson in there. I was like, oh, man, I don't know if BC would like that very much. But. Yeah, but but BC might like to play Clemson in basketball. You know, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't like, think sure. there's ways to, <laughs> Why not? Okay, I got there's it. Ways so. it. There's ways yeah, to tie it. Are you a doctor, together. Brad? This is some chicken scratch. Okay, listen. I I had I, I was in I had an accident when I was in fifth grade, and I don't write very well, and it's not nice to make fun of people on podcasts. Oh, you know, no, I had no. Seriously, I, I I cut my arm, and I had to keep my arm straight, and I forgot how to write after eight weeks or whatever. Well, why'd you make me? Why would you bring that up here? Because no, you were making fun of me, and I felt like I should public. like defend my honor. I don't know. It's fine. Well, the, if it makes you feel better, these pairings make mostly make sense. So, what, all right, which ones don't make sense? I, I'm uh, Wake Forest and UVA because it's going to be Georgia Tech. Okay, well, that's <laughs> I mean, there's there's definitely some argument there. I mean, I don't think it, it doesn't blow up a whole lot if you move them around a little bit. Um, but no, I just you know, I I just think that like some of these like because some of these schools just don't have the traditional links that some of them are going to make a lot of sense. So, all right, anything, Georgia Tech I, might have a beef with like the the difficulty of their schedule, but like whatever. I mean, it's not like un. Like nothing. That's another good thing about the ACC not having like a stacked couple. Like you Agreed. know, yeah. It's like nobody can really complain that much. Like you exactly. have Georgia Tech getting my, I think it's Louisville, Miami, and Clemson. Like, yeah, because not, here's the like, thing. That's not like impossible. You know, even if those are three of the teams, because now your whole division, whatever. Now you get, you're gonna get some crappy teams, right? You're gonna get some mm-hmm. winnable games. You know, you just have yeah. to wait for the rest of the schedule to come out. I'm also that I mean and Dave, you brought this up, but like not the three teams you get paired with annually is important, but also like how they do the five rotational spots for each team. Um yeah. and that's where you might want to like throw some fairness elements into it. Um, you know, nobody has to go to Clemson and I don't know, let's say Virginia Tech and Florida State in a year or something. Why not? Because yeah. the next year, like in two years, but then the next year you get an home. easier schedule, yeah. But yeah, in two years you'd have them all at home, and think of the ticket sales. Like I think there's, That's true. yeah, yeah. yeah some teams might not care. I mean, they, but this is where they can also take the recommendations of the schools and yeah. be like, hey, we don't like for UVA, for example. Like I think you would want to do everything possible to not have Carolina and Tech in the same home schedule. You know what I mean? Like why I, I don't do know. That? I mean, from a competitive standpoint, yes, but that's a great season ticket. Um, right, but yeah. So I, I guess that's but then your other season is like you better get Clemson or something in there, yeah, which you might that. because that's just how it's going to work, you know. Right. You could. All right, I, I mentioned earlier that we might touch on something in the NCAA, <laughs> but I don't feel like we can do that at this point. We're an hour and change in, so I feel yeah, like that's a we good don't have time to, to unpack to put all that. Yeah, we'll 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 bash the NCAA some other day. We got we got a whole off season to do this, folks. So we're good. Uh, if you're somebody out there who found the podcast through the website, thank you very much for giving us a listen. If you don't mind, look us up on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, or wherever it is that you get your programs. We appreciate that. Now, if you're somebody who's found the pod but has not given us a look at the website yet, you can check us out at CavsCorner.com. Let's see. Right now, what do we have? We got <laughs> that factor fiction that I did for Friedman today about Joel Starling's uh, Ferber's aforementioned ACC scheduling changes piece. Um I I genuinely don't know how to say DeLeone's last name. I'm gonna guess that's that's how you say it. But we have. I think a, you got uh, it. That's I how I would say it. I, I, that's that's the way I'm I'm gonna just stick with it for now. Um, but anyway, <laughs> Freddie, uh, with a national story on him and kind of looking at the his recruitment, uh, kind of in a global sense. The Ferber had the breakdown for the hoops minutes for the forwards and bigs. Um, my mon- Monday motivations up there. The recruiting roundup from last week. So all that stuff is on the website. So definitely give that a look. Uh, I want to say thank you to uh, my perfect my perfect franchise for their support of the website and of the show. You can visit myperfectfranchise.net for more information on how you can find freedom in your next venture and discover the perfect franchise for you. I also want to thank everybody there for continuing to support the show, and I want to give a big thank you to Dave and Ferber for giving graciously of their time tonight and every other day. As always, I very much appreciate all they do. So, for David Spence and Justin Ferber and Brad Franklin, publisher of CapsCorner.com, thanks for coming out. See you soon. Now.